0: Alright, we're here. Welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you choose to listen. And if we aren't on your preferred platform, let us know, and we'll do our best to change that. In the meantime, um, be sure to give us a like, uh, five stars, a comment. If there's a comment section where you listen to the podcast, let us know. Give us a review, uh, a shout out. Let us know we need to improve on anything like that. Um, I just set up the Patreon page for the podcast. There will be two tiers on there. I'll be providing exclusive content and early releases for content that I plan to put out. Um, If you have the means to support, it will be highly appreciated. So anything like that will be highly appreciated. Um, I just want to get this off my chest before we get Started into like everything that's come out. Um, if you're in a house, make sure you're staying productive. Um, make sure you're drinking water, you meditate, you're washing your hands, and you're doing everything to fight this thing, man, because it sucks. But it's the reality of the world that we're living in right now. To the people who are out on the front line, going to work every day, shout out to you. Shout out to you for being brave enough to get out the house and make your money and um, going out there and putting yourself on the line to be susceptible to this virus. And, um, you know, make sure you're staying safe. Make sure you're staying healthy. um, Do everything you can to, you know, fight this thing. And I just wanted to give a shout out to those people because, you know, it's rough out here. And everybody needs words of encouragement right now. Now, let's get to the shits. There has been a plethora of new music that's come out this past weekend. And there's a lot that's happened, actually. Um, I wasn't I was going to wait to record this episode until the middle of the week, how I did the last um, couple of episodes. But I kind of want to get back into the schedule of releasing this in the end of the week. So I decided to record today and you'll be hearing this on monday so today is sunday um so the music the new music that i've heard was the new drake single obviously to slide um i'm not a big fan of it i get why he did it but you know um i'm just not a fan like i don't have a tiktok i i mean i see them but i see them on twitter i don't see them on the you know, the platform because I don't have it. And um, you know they're cool, but like like I said, I get why he did it. It's just not for me. Um it's not a bad song. It's just not it's not a great song. Like it's is is he's doing it for the the streaming on the platform and yada yada yada, all the stuff that we don't really care about or need to hear. So it is what it is. I fuck with the video. The video was pretty dope. This crib is Enormous Like I can't even Like it's It's outstanding The level of success That you've That you can reach And You know what I mean Like the the, First of all The level of success That he's reached To be able to Build a house like that From the ground up Is outstanding Um But yeah No the video was cool Uh The single Not so much I mean I, I can stand to hear it But it's just not It's just not my cup of tea franco released a couple singles he uh cayendo and uh another one i think it's titled uh let me look it up because i got a list of songs in front of me yada 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 oh dear april um those songs are pretty cool um what will i say about those i mean they're pretty cool uh i i i felt like Frank Ocean is in this weird place where like a lot of his songs are starting to sound similar I don't know if it's because he has such a distinct voice Or his melody is so distinct that like his songs start to blend together But like I don't know I think that I like Frank Ocean as more of an album artist Rather than a single artist because I feel like Closer to uh, like I'm all playing music I feel like closer to um, the releases of his albums, he puts out more diverse and more versatile music, and um, you know that's kind of what I that's kind of what I look out for when I listen to him, and not so much the um, the Lucies that he's put out as of recently. But you know it is what it is, and I am aware that he probably is gearing up for an album release since he was supposed to be headlining Coachella which is pushed back because of the um, pandemic or whatever. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And these are acoustic records anyway, so it's not, I don't, I didn't expect them to make the album, but, um, you know, he released them, so here I am covering them. There's a song by an artist, uh, I believe it's pronounced Loner, featuring her, it's called Make the Most. It's a pretty dope R&B record um it's really dope it's really really dope and um i've just been listening to it for the past couple hours because i was you know i spent the earlier part of this day just catching up on new music uh quarantine clean Gunna, young thug and turbo that song is fire uh turbo did his thing on the beat with the production obviously Gunna and young thug they floated on that and um you know those guys they know how to make a, they know how to make a record so uh, it doesn't it didn't surprise me. Uh, Future released Tycoon, which is a single, um, I think is dope. I think that um, he's very on brand and um, I think he I hope he's gearing up for an album release. And, um, you know, I'm really enjoying the music that he's been putting out. Future is one thing I say about Future is that he is an extremely, an extremely consistent artist. Like he doesn't he doesn't try to step like he doesn't really try to step out of the bubble of what he knows he's good at. And when he does, he does it in a safe way where he might collaborate with an, uh, with another artist or he might, um, or he might just put out one song or it'll, it'll be in a short form. I think that, um, is dope that he's had such a long lasting career because when he first came on the scene, I didn't expect it personally. I didn't expect him to personally, um, have this much growth as an artist, but it's been dope to see, and you know, um, it is what it is. Um, who else who else dropped uh, the baby? He dropped a single, Find My Way, it's pretty cool. It's not, it sounds similar to the music that he's released uh, post his second album, Kirk, um, but it has it's that, but it's leaning towards. Uh, a more diverse or versatile sound um the production doesn't sound as similar as most of his um most of the music that he's been putting out recently and you know he tried it seems as though he's trying to switch up his flow more or less but um i think it's cool i know that conway and alchemist released a project called lulu um shout out to the guys at griselda because I'm a fan of all of them. Shout out to Alchemist, legendary producer. I haven't gotten to, I haven't gotten around to listening to the project yet, but, uh, I am very excited to check it out because, you know, those guys, they don't really miss. They don't really miss. And, um, you know, it's, I'm surprised. I know that since, um, this whole pandemic has hit the, the numbers for streaming music have gone down, but, it's actually very surprising that a lot of artists aren't releasing. I mean, I guess it makes sense from like business standpoint and from a label standpoint, like the labels aren't really don't really want anybody to put anything out because they can't really promote it as well since nobody's really outside. But it's given a lot of time for people to sit and live with music. But whatever. It is what it is. And. um, Yeah. Who else dropped? Um, There's a few things that dropped that I haven't really gotten a chance to listen to. Tory Lanez dropped a single, Who Needs Love. Um, I think there was something else. I can't. Oh, The Locks dropped a single. I haven't checked that out yet, but I most definitely will. Uh, scrolling through, scrolling through. Don't see anybody I know or care to speak on. Oh, Kiana Letty, she released her album Kiki. Uh, I haven't gotten around to listening to the entire album, but I have listened to the I live. I have listened to a couple songs that have that are featured on the album, and she's a dope new artist. I definitely will say she's a dope new artist, and um, I'll give her her props because you know I I like checking out the new R and B artists because um, even though I was having this conversation with uh my boys the other day about how um a lot of R and B is in this weird place where people don't sound the same, but it is very clear to it's very clear to me at least where people are being influenced more so now than maybe like five years ago or 10 years ago. And um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's very easy to catch on to. So it can can easily influence how much you enjoy a new artist or something like that. And plus like everybody's sampling, we're in a sampling era or maybe at the tail end of the sampling era. But um, nonetheless, it's very easy to see um, or to recognize where artists are being Influenced from These days Hmm and I think that's it For music uh, I'm gonna move on To TV Am I gonna move on To TV Nah I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on um, These Instagram lives Battle These Instagram live Battles first So Throughout this past week There have been a couple Instagram live battles um, I'll start with Scott Storch And Manny Fresh first So Scott Storch and Manny Fresh did an Instagram live battle set up by Suze Beast and Timberland throughout, um, through their brand verses, And, um, that was a pretty great battle if I must say so myself. Um, but I kind of just want to go into a little rant or a deep dive about the results of it and how people responded to it at the end of the day, because a lot of people just came from it and straight up said, you know, Scott Storch. He won that battle he was smacking many fresh around this and that yada yada yada, and it's just not true it's just not true you know and it shows the lack of knowledge that people have when it comes to like really um really like digesting music and like listening to music and uh understanding the cultural impact of people who have come before you know their favorite artist and I say that to say, like, and I say that to, I say that to say, the reason I say that rather is because, um, Scott Storch is not a bad producer by any means. The records that he played during the battle weren't bad by any means. They were all smashes. They are all songs that we all grew up with or most of us grew up with or, um, songs that we all recognize rather and are undeniable to the general ear but it doesn't it doesn't reflect the cultural impact that manny fresh has had in his city in his state um and hip-hop and uh, i think that it's worth mentioning that um many fresh is a full-blown producer and he's created the sound for the entire cash money records label Um, without many fresh, there would be no cash money as, uh, just please said on Instagram live a couple of days ago. Um, that being said, oh, and in addition to that, you know, Scott Storch, uh, a lot of the records that he played, he was co-producing, like he might've just added keys or 808s or hi-hats and stuff like, and I'm not trying to take away from his talent or from his mind or anything like that, but you know, things, things count. And things need to be taken into consideration when um, we doing these Instagram live battles because people will straight up say, "Oh well, he produced this song for Beyonce. Or he produced this song for Usher. He just produced this song for Fat Joe, or you know, whatever." And like it's like, well, he co-produced it, and you know, Manny Fresh, he produced full out, al- full blown albums for multiple artists on Cash Money Records. Like he pr- like most of Juvenile's major smashes are produced by many fresh and Fresh Alone, and you know you have to give the man his flowers for that and you have to recognize that when it comes down to these beat battles because cultural impact is a huge thing and people will assume that just because a song is a hit record that um that's all the cultural impact that it needs to show for and that's just not true but that's all I wanted to say, you know, um, my personal, I guess that my personal opinion on it would sound like that. I lean more towards Mini Fresh and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie and pretend to act like I'm the biggest Mini Fresh fan in the world because I'm not. And I didn't grow up in the South. I grew up up North. And most of the songs that Scott Stores played, I recognize more than I re- than the records that Mini Fresh played. However... I do understand the cultural impact that Manny Fresh has brought to the culture and I don't play it at all. And I don't want it to be overlooked and it just needs to be said. So, you know, all in all, I think that it was more, uh, I think that the battle was more so leaning towards a draw. Anyway, there are some moments where Manny Fresh played like mixes of songs rather than original songs or hits. And I think that kind of gave Scott Storch the leverage that people would say that he won, but, um, you know, it's neither here or there. It's, it's uh, it, it all comes down to opinion like battle rap anyway. um, Who else? So last night I was tuned in on Instagram to T-Pain and Lil John, And, man, I must say, that was one for the books. That was one for the books. Like, these boys went back to back to back to back to back with bangers, straight slaps. Like, it was dope. Like, and it was dope to the point that these men, they didn't even play all of their hits. They didn't even play some, they, they has, they have so many hits, so many slaps that they forgot to play certain records. And I think that that is a beautiful testament to how far our culture has become and how talented these two artists are. And to this platform that Swizz and Tim have brought to us in this time of crisis because you know like these two brothers and it was classy man it was classy and it was organized and you know like I just it was love it was it was all love and it was it was a very dope moment a lot of people tuned in I think that the uh live topped out at about 254,000 people and you know it was fire it was it was it was a pretty great moment and um you know it is what it is. My personal opinion is that um T Pain won, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for the for the you know, for the melodies. I'm a melody guy, I'm a keys guy. But Lil John is a legend. Lil John is a legend. Lil John is a legend. Like his production credits go back decades. Uh he produced songs that I didn't even know he produced. And, you know his cultural impact is you know, I'm tired of saying culture and versatility and diverse and yada, yada. So I don't want to stay on this topic of music for too long. I want to get in this TV stuff. But, you know, these guys, man, like, it's crazy just to to just be in the presence of these, like, mega stars and to see all of the things that they've produced um, over the course of their careers. And the new records that they played at the end of the battle... Lil John, the Lil John Usher and, and uh Ludacris record was crazy. I don't understand why they've been sitting on that for two years. The two records that T the two records that T Pain played, oh my goodness. The first one that he did by himself, I think it's called Sex Beat. That shit is fire, bro. Like that shit is fire. We need that immediately. Immediately. And then the other song he played was uh featuring Chris Brown. I think that Brown was playing it on his live a couple days ago as well. And we need both of those, man. Like Chris Brown is an undeniable talent. And um the reason why uh the reason why I'm recording this episode uh also today is because um Teddy Riley and Babyface were supposed to be recording or were supposed to be battling tonight through the Versus series uh on Instagram live, but it got postponed. So, I was like, you know what, whatever i'm gonna just go ahead and talk about these uh talk about these two battles that we've gotten already throughout the week and um i think that's a wrap on music and instagram lives and stuff like that i think that i covered everything i'm trying to think oh bobby v and uh pleasure p are supposed to be battling um when the the day this drops on monday uh I'm not looking out for that. I'm not going to lie. Um, respect to Bobby V because you know, he he is a dope artist. Respect to Pleasure P. He got hits. They both got hits. I don't want to take away anything from these talented black men. But I'm cool. I'm cool. And that that's where that's where I leave my opinion on that. Uh, moving forward, uh there there is a lot there is a lot of good shit to stream right now. I will say that first and foremost, um, if you don't know what to watch, this is the place for you to come to because I got you. Uh, I'm not going to give you a long drawn out list, but I will give you some stuff to watch for sure. First and foremost is. um, Is and I'll talk about some stuff that I didn't like too, actually. Um, First and foremost is how to get away or how to fix a drug scandal on netflix man when i tell you that we or i live in one of the most corrupt nations in the planet brother shit is crazy so how to fix a drug scandal it's a documentary on netflix it's about um these two women who got caught um Tampering with drug evidence in their respective labs. Now, the thing that's crazy about these this documentary and this story is the fact that these two women were tampering with drug um with evidence in their respective drug labs in the same state and they weren't in the same lab. They were in two different labs, but there are only two labs in the state and they and they basically only got caught because they were being messy and the state tried to cover it up so these two women barely got any jail time and and only one of them no that's not that's not true both of them are felons but both of them barely got any jail time it's crazy it is insane like you have to watch it like one of the one of the ladies she was smoking crack in the evidence room like another one she was barely testing the drug evidence that was coming through like it's, it's, it's nuts how to fix a drug scandal on netflix it's a dope watch i think it's about three or four episodes um but i would definitely suggest everyone to watch all the episodes um what else is there Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. on hbo the scheme man Listen, 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 listen. I am anti-NCAA to the core, to the absolute core. And, you know, I'm not too big on the government either. This story is the best of both of those. So there's this young gentleman by the name of Christian Dawkins, um, very ambitious, from a small town in Michigan, a very big uh, basketball town in Michigan, and... He wanted to be an agent. He grew up playing basketball, wanted to be an agent. He got a nice job. He was, res- and while he was, he got a nice job early on. He was very young, 21 years old. Um, he was working with one of the top agents in basketball, and he was responsible for getting a lot of talent drafted into the NBA that we probably know now. However, this man. Got involved with a scandal Not even the scandal that the documentary is about He got into with another scandal Earlier on in his career uh, Which Stopped him from becoming uh, More prominent In the company that he first got hired in And he, wanted, he went on to start his uh, To try to start his own agency Because very intelligent young man uh, Wise Beyond his years So this guy, these shady guys, basically come to him and try to get him to bribe coaches in order to, you know, set him up through a bri- bribery case. And this guy who's been doing this basically his whole life, he knows the in and outs of uh young basketball players and setting them on the right path to get into, you know, basically putting them in a position where he can um, – get them get them successful and become successful off of them and he's basically getting set up by the fbi like it you can't make it up like you you can't make this stuff up it is insane um it has all great elements gambling ncaa fbi cover-ups you know wiretaps it's it's a great documentary and um it's in film form so it's not it's in film form so it's a nice single watch and it's a very dope thing and um i would implore you guys to go check that out because it's pretty dope what else we got um oh i wanted to watch a new film on netflix because um you know like netflix has netflix puts out A lot of content. So one of the things that Netflix had put out was a movie called Platform. And I don't know if I saw somebody talking about it on uh, Twitter or, like, one of my friends was talking about it. But I saw it somewhere. Maybe I just saw it on the platform. Maybe I just saw it on Netflix. And I was like, you know what? I'll check this out. Regardless, I put the movie on. And um, it sucked. It sucked bad. The concept was really dope. The concept is that, okay, this man wakes up in a prison, and the prison is an unlimited, like, it's it's, it's a a tower, essentially, of of, um, prison cells, one on top of the other, and um, starting from the top, there's this buffet platform of food that everybody has to eat from, so, the top platform gets to eat as much as they, uh, gets to eat all the food as, as it's presented to them. And then one by one, it gets passed down to every, um, to every floor. And, you know, as it goes down and down and down, people have less and less and less to eat. So when you get down to the lower levels, um, you have less to eat and, you know, there are a lot of different factors in this film that they included, you know, to, I guess, bolster the story or make it more compelling. But all in all, the story just wasn't there, man. It just, it sucked. Like, the ending was trash. And um, I wouldn't suggest it. If, I mean, if you think that it would be something for you and you think that, like, it's a foreign film, also, not to say that foreign films suck, but I just wanted to uh, add that in. It's a foreign film, but it's dubbed. And, um, yeah, it's, it was, it just wasn't great, man. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that great at all. Um, (sighs) what else we got? Um, I can't really think of anything else. Uh, I'm watching Westworld, Westworld coming on tonight. So I don't have any reviews or any updates on that. I think that I'm going to start doing separate, um, episodes for my Westworld reviews um, and then just putting those out early and just, like, putting those out for the, uh, the Patreon tiers. Uh, what else am I watching? Um, I'm watching Curb. I'm catching up on Curb. And Curb is hilarious. Um, I just want everybody to know that HBO is, has 500 hours of complimentary, um, streaming that they're providing to everyone during the coronavirus to um you know encourage everybody to stay indoors they're offering new shows i mean they're offering old and new series and movies um like sopranos and succession and things like that the wire and movies like detective pikachu and a couple other things there's a lot there's a lot to check um to there's a lot to watch there's a lot of new shows to check out there's a lot of old shows to check out and um you know, I'm a big fan of HBO, so I just wanted to let you know that. Um what else am I watching? Dave, oh, so I watched I kinda <laughs> I think that um I don't remember if I said this before. I don't remember if I said this on the last episode or not, but I but I thought that uh Dave was I I remember saying that or thinking that Dave is a white version of Atlanta. And uh I watched Atlanta uh last night and I'm like, damn yo, Atlanta really is I mean, Dave really is just a white Atlanta. Because and it's not even like and I don't really want to downplay it because it's not a bad show, but Atlanta's just like so much better at the same things that Dave tries to do. And um you know, it is what it is. N- nevertheless Dave is still a funny show I watched the latest episode of it And it was funny um, It was an episode about Him performing his first live show He was opening up for Meek Mill And um, it was like a flashback of uh, Him at camp with his older friends And he Because you know, he invited his older friends to the show And yada 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 I don't want to ruin the episode for you Go check it out uh, Dave on FX It's on Hulu Or if you still got cable FXX um and yeah that is pretty much it i think that i'm gonna go now um remember like subscribe comment oh i just want to comment on a couple things that i want to watch um moving forward uh i think that i'm gonna come back next week and talk about these things uh so a couple things that came out they got self-made um a couple things on Netflix is uh, self-made, the Madam C.J. Walker story on um, on Netflix. Uh, Miles Davis documentary that's on here. Um, Uncorked. I still haven't watched that. Uh, I think I want to do Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer has been one of those things that has been uh, suggested to me on Netflix. And they said that, you know, it was like a 97% match or whatever. And I've heard so many good things about that movie. So I think I'm going to check that out. Um... And what else? I think that that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah. So I'll be seeing you guys next week. And um, yeah. Peace.